Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. If I leave you alone and you fall to pieces, <clears throat> how the fuck are we supposed to ever conduct a show together? I don't know. Well, maybe if I'm dead, you should probably just get me to rise up! And crash through. This is Doc. And Ziggy. With the flood. Back at it again. Keep your death threats to 140 characters or less. And by that, I mean, like, rise up from the dead. For another week. Bringing y'all the heat. You know what it is. Breaking down the narratives. Bringing the pop perspective. To put that culture in context. And make the mainstream make, make some sense. sense. So we can make some dollars. Holla, holla. Cha-ching, casuals, everything around me. Creep. Get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Maginos <laughs> are delicious. Oh, gotta we got we got the fully decked Majidos with the mint. We got the uh, the quality Mickey mix and and the not quality six dollar. Step the game up. Step yeah. in the game up, son. You know, Invest little in by the little. Mixer. It'll it's little worth by it. little. You know, it it's the simple things in life. You know, we're getting towards the end of summer here, so you know it's you gotta kick back and relax while you can because things are. Rising up. Inflation is a rising up. The Delta variant is a rising up. Gas and cigarette prices are a rising up. The price of milk and bread is too damn high. The price of rent is too damn high. So, all I'm saying is enjoy. Time to relax while you got it, y'all. Enjoy things like... Upcoming versus battle matches. Ooh, ooh, who, 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 who we got next? Who would you like to see? What? I think I may have asked you this question before, but now that you've had some time to sit on it, who are two rock bands that you would like to see do a versus? Battle? Ooh, rock bands? Yeah, give me your top three verses for rock bands. One band will never do it, but I would love to see Led Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones. Ooh, okay, okay. I think that would be an amazing one. Mm. I, I think Led Zeppelin is the greatest band of all time. They're not my favorite. Yeah. I just think they're the greatest band of all time. Okay, okay. So you're just saying, like, technically, in a competition. Yeah. Like, okay. I think Led Zeppelin is probably the greatest band of all time. So do you but, think they're but, coming out on top in that versus battle, though? I don't know. The thing is, just the Stones are... They're the stones. If we did it like old school Battle of the Bands garage style, like, who do you think would win that? Depends on the crowd, honestly. Nah, it can't depend. If it's on at the like a garage, the if band, it's at like a garage party, the then yeah, it saying. would probably be, be like the Stones. You think but the Stones talking, would win a garage party versus? Because that's what I'm saying, right? Like, under like an underground club though, where you're gonna get like music heads. Zeppelin takes it. Mm. But if we're talking garage party, though. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay, so give me two more. Um. Hologram Gorillas versus Hologram Death Clock. Oh, wow. 
that's gonna be a wild one, right? Because you're talking about like almost not like a versus battle with literally no real human beings appearing on stage. That's not even where I'm like. That's not even where I'm caught up at, right? Like where I'm caught up at is the drastic tonal difference between the two bands, yo. Like you're talking about like hardcore death metal, right? <laughs> like the death metal guys. They have, right? they have they have a song called Fan Song, and the lyrics go, um, "You people are more than just uh, you people are more than just record sales. You give us something to hate." And we hate you, you brainless mutants. Uh, but what's his name from the Gorillas would probably love that though. Damon Albarn, or uh, the the musician or the the artist. The character. Oh, the Gorillas themselves. Yeah. Yes, they Murdoch would eat that up. Yeah. That yes. That's Murdoch would eat thinking. that yeah, up. Mur- yeah, Murdoch would totally love that shit. Right? Like he's probably. Two D would be fucking horrified. Murdoch is probably low-key a Death Clock fan, if you think about it. Like, if they exist in the same universe. Like. Yeah. yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Uh, other rock band pairings, I think that would be good. Uh, you mentioned it, but I think The Strokes and The Killers would be a really good Ooh, one. Yeah, no, I want to see that. I want to see that. I think The Strokes and The Killers would be a really good one. Uh... Ooh. For a verse, a rock versus where everybody will know every song, the Foo Fighters versus the Chili Peppers. Oh, damn. Damn, I feel like that would be a good one, too. Right? Oh, God, everybody would just be dead. Everybody would be super Every single song, everybody would know. And they'd be super high by the end of it, right? Like, you got Funny enough, all the Chili Peppers are sober. Now. Now. <laughs> Shout out to everybody who's sober now. I saw has been I saw this. Or Zach sent me this. As we uh, drink mojitos. Zach sent me this uh, tweet God. where it was like, when you see two people vaccinating themselves under the bridge, oh, way to go! All right. So, speaking of verses, I saw another tweet on Twitter that was like, if you could pick five songs in a contest that would get the most people dancing, so in a contest for $10 billion. Oh, right, 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 right. You were what, telling me about this. What five songs would you pick, right? And I wanted to bring this here to the flood, right? But I wanted to switch it up a little bit. You have to pick five songs for a playlist for my delegation. And I will pick out five songs for your delegation. We'll do that. We'll we'll go one for one. Ready? All right. I already know what mine is. Okay. First song I'm going with is September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm. Don't stop believing by Journey. <sighs> the fact is, I hate that song, but you're right. Mm-hmm. Juicy. Hmm. I see. I feel like people will sing. I don't know if people will get up and dance. Maybe. All right, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. The Macarena. Get the fuck out of here. The objective is to get people up and dance. 
Sir, I'm trying to win ten billion dollars. Look, look. We're not that white anymore. At least let us appropriate there's Rico no, Suave. There's no age limit to this shit. Oh, I haven't <laughs> said Suavemente yet. <laughs> Alright, so what's the demographic? Are we like a wedding DJ? The objective is to get the most people up and dance. The venue is a wedding. Sure. Alright, that means we have a diverse crowd. Yes. Cool. I'm glad I have my Earth, Wind, and Fire pick then. Okay. Your turn. No, I, I just said the Macarena. I think you're so wrong. Uh, but, you know, whatever. I'm also picking it out for your delegation, right? So this is a way. I still think you're wrong. Okay, whatever. Correct answer is Cupid Shuffle. We hadn't gotten that far yet, so do you want to throw Cupid Shuffle on your on No, your not for your delegation. I think you're wrong. I'll there. take the Wobble. Oh, oh, here he comes with a curveball. 24 karat magic. That's your choice. At a white people wedding? Are you fucking kidding me? The slow dance count? count? Because I'm you're missing on some major ones for a white party. I'm not looking at slow dance. I'm trying to get the most people up and like active, right? Cause like whatever looks like dancing at a white people party, right? <laughs> so we got two more songs left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Yep, Usher, Little John. You know that's a good one. <sighs> okay, let me think. The thong song. Oh god, that's an awful pick. You think? Yes. You want to know why? A bunch of drunk I, white right, girls. I, I, I will tell you why all of these songs, songs like, are no, terrible no, picks after no, this. No. No. I just DJ the white people wedding. You don't talk to me. <laughs> I didn't play the thong song. No, I'm not even gonna hold you. I don't know what they would have done if I threw that. Can I change my answer? I'll let you change your answer. <laughs> I honestly would would advise you to change your last three answers. Oh, suck my... Don't stop believing? Really? Wow, oh, yeah, no, Macarena and 24 Carry? All right, here's... So, here, here's how I'm wrong. I've been to a lot of white weddings. I've never <laughs> heard 24 Carat. I've never heard Macarena. In the last, like, five years, you've been to a white people wedding where they haven't played 24 Carat Magic. Oh, yeah. That's terrible. What kind of fucking trash? And the thong song I haven't heard in over a decade. That's that's also trash. I don't know why. That that fucking violin right, I, I would, is fucking classic. Okay, you get to one redo. Do you want to redo any of these other ones? No. No, because I guarantee you, if I put that shit on at a white people wedding, these white people is going to get up and dance to this shit. Y'all know. I'm also saying, if you're at a white wedding, you're pigeonholing yourself to songs performed by white people. Are you calling Bruno Mars white? I'm saying Bruno Mars would have been a good pick. Who do you think 24 Karat Magic is by? I haven't heard that song. I hear all the other fucking Bruno Mars songs. 
Like what? What else? What other Bruno Mars song would you put on at a fucking white people wedding? Knocked out of heaven. To get people up and dancing? Well, the, yeah, I mean, like, they never start with that, but... Like, to get people up and dancing. I'm just going by the, the, the large amount of, of... The silence says everything. <laughs> okay, so you can redo your thong song pick. Okay, so if I'm redoing my thong song pick, then I am picking Too Legit to Quit by MC Hammer. <laughs> oh my god, you're so bad at this. I'm bad. I want to know. You want to know what my last pick is, and you're gonna be mad that I that I single ladies by Beyonce. Damn it! I was gonna say this, but it only gets the women dancing though. But it always gets the women dancing. That's one of those songs that you can play at anything, and it'll get the women dancing. Yeah, but the objective is to get the most people dancing. Do you want to know what gets guys dancing? Girls dancing. You. Fair, right? That's fair. I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. Like, if you open with September, and then go to Single Ladies, and then into the Wobble... So, my last pick... ...is gonna be the YMCA. <laughs> that is a very good pick. <laughs> because it's a white people party. And if I start with 24 Karat Magic... And then I go into, what was it? I don't even remember what my picks were. Don't stop believing, the Macarena. Yes, so if I start with 24 Karat Magic and then I go into Too Legit to Quit, right? And then I go into the Macarena, now everybody's dancing, right? Right? And then I put on a little bit of Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Right? And then I go into the Y. Now look, now grandma's out there on the floor. Right? Give me my fucking $10 billion, son. I'm pretty sure you missed Shots, Come On Eileen, Wagon Wheel, Anything by Eminem, Sir Mix A Lot. No, you're not seeing my plan, right? I'm seeing your, magic, I'm seeing your nope. plan that's going to fail. Nope, because 24 karat magic will trick the Nothing by Swedish House Mafia. Really? I don't need that with 24 karat magic. You don't, You are underestimating the heavy hitting power of Bruno Mars, right? That's gonna trick the black people into getting- You're also the overestimating no. how much no. you believe Don't Stop- No. Like, Don't Stop no, Believing has to be look, the last look. song because people have to be super wasted to not hate that song. That's not true. White people love that song as I much as they love cheese. So you guys let oh us know. Oh my God, this like, the, the the condensation from my glasses made Alan Dershowitz look like he's uh, becoming a, like a mutant. You guys let us know whose playlist you think would get the most people dancing because obviously, once again here, I have demonstrated that I am way more tapped in than Ziggler. He's wrong. You guys let us know who you think is wrong. You can let me know that I won. 
You're super off, dude. For your delegation? Absolutely. You're fucking... You're playing slow jams to get the most people dancing. Get, get the fuck. Get out of here. Do you know how many people will grab their cousin to dance the wagon wheel? What kind of weddings are you going to where people are grabbing their cousins to dance to slow songs? Ones with sad, loner people who were probably like 14 and were like, No, we're gonna dance! White people are weird, dude. I'll give you Why that. do you think we've been listening to Come On I Lead for 40 years? So, is he? Never mind. Um, break. Oh, Godzilla was hopping around Tokyo City with a big playground when suddenly Batman burst from the shape and hit Godzilla with the back grenade. Godzilla got pissed and began to attack, but he didn't expect to get blocked by Shaq, who proceeded to open a can of Shaq Foo when Aaron Carter came out of the blue. Speaking of Batman, I can't wait for that new Batman series to drop on HBO Max. That shit's gonna be tight. Yo, HBO is gonna just let them go completely unchained. Just yeah. like you said with Suicide Squad, they need to like full lean into the dark side. Yeah, and the new Gotham series is gonna be tight. The, the Gotham PD or whatever it is. Yeah, how did you feel about of... Gotham? Gotham. It. It was... feels forced for me. Yeah, it was good for what it was, but it yeah, it always felt like it was. I don't know if it was. It was cool to see them give hard. Donald. It was see to get Donald Logue like another mainstream role. Mm. He's uh, the guy who played Bullock. He's also the dad from Grounded for Life. Oh, okay, okay. Underrated sitcom, Grounded for Life. You know what's not underrated? Apparently, that I thought you know that we've been ragging on or we ragged on. Fox News's late night talk show Gutfeld is now the most I've watched late night talk show on TV. I saw that. I haven't watched it yet. But so, like they also like I've heard like they even have like Louis CK as a writer. What? Yeah. That's what I've really? heard. They did they just have like all of the great canceled uh, comedians, right? Uh, okay. Okay, so now this is starting to make a lot more sense, right? Like, like look up and see if Louis C.K. is actually writing for them. Hold on. According to the Uproxx article, though, it is bringing... It has a demographic that covers uh, 25 to 54, and the pilot episode was seen by, like, 2.12 million viewers, um, including 434,000 in that 25 to 54 demographic. Beating out The Late Show with Stephen Colbert with came in at 1.89 million viewers. Colbert's gotta be heated. <laughs> yeah. So I'm- He has got to be heated right now. Yo, I mean, they have to, so they've gotta be doing something, right? Or is there, so I guess what I want to talk about is, do you think they're doing something right? Or do you think there are that many people looking for this kind of comedy? If right? there are people looking for this kind of comedy and they take all of the canceled comedians like Louis C.K. 
as a writer? Like, that, I heard that Louis C.K. is writing for them. And that they really do have people like that who are cancelled, but just funny as fuck! <sighs> Alright, so... Then, I mean, it's... I'm At that point, up. they're not fighting fair, are they? Is it that they're not fighting fair, or are they fighting fire with fire? I'm not seeing Louis C.K. on here. Greg Gutfeld... Gene, Gene Nelson, Tom O'Connor. Oh, maybe that was just a rumor I heard. I mean, <laughs> it would make sense though, right? Yeah, it would. It wouldn't be a bad approach for them, right? Um, I'm not seeing him listed in the casting credits at all either. All right, everybody, I was wrong. Nick DiPaolo. <laughs> I haven't actually seen this show yet. Have you? What Gutfeld? Yeah. I told you I when we first talked about it. I right, watched. Right, you mentioned you watched one episode and yeah. you were like, huh. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> the Uproxx article quoted it as punishingly unfunny. <laughs> this punishingly unfunny show is the most watched late night show in all of America. And like I said, I wanted to know if you think it's because they're doing something right or if it's because there are that many people who are seeking anti-PC humor, right? And because they've marketed themselves as the anti-PC late night show that people are flocking to it right January now. January 6th, Biden only won by 7 million votes. Yes. Is that what you think? That side is just gonna be like all of these liberal TV hosts and the liberal demographic, aka everybody else. They'll be split between Corden, Colbert, Kimmel. Well, it says that Jimmy Fallon came in after Stephen Colbert with 1.21 million total viewers. I on forgot average. Jimmy Fallon was on TV. Uh, and then Jimmy Kimmel came in with 1.9 or 1.97 million viewers on average. Um, but when you, speaking of demographics though, when you lower the demographic, it says Colbert still tops out in the 18 to 49 demographic with 322,000 viewers to Gutfeld's two, uh, 281,000. I don't know, the numbers, I guess, look like they're favoring Gutfeld at this point, but it doesn't- I feel like a lot of the Gutfeld audience would be people like, my mom and stepdad who were just watching Fox News. Like we said- And then it continues into that. 25 to 54, right? In the 25 to 54 demographic, Gutfeld is winning out, right? My stepdad and mom are out yeah. of that demographic. Oh, they are? They are. Yeah, damn, damn. So I'm Colbert. saying that Good like, you know, mid 90s to like, you know, late Gen Xers and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, um, within that crowd. Which isn't that surprising when you break the numbers down. Like that, right? Yeah. And I think it's probably more of an initial gut reaction <laughs> to the show than actual, like, staying power at the moment. But I did think it was interesting, right? Because, I mean, it's being plastered. Like, of course, why wouldn't they use that to their advantage, right? as the most watched late night show, they're beating out Stephen Colbert, who once played a fake Republican on TV. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Somebody who's supposed to really be like tapped in to, or you know, somebody whose whole stick was to be tapped in to that demographic is kind of weaning the more political, I guess, he decides to be with his programming. And the way these Republicans are able to be political using the anti-political approach is so fucking wild to me, right? Like, they take the whole fight for social justice and shit like that, and they make their opposition to it seem like they're so unbothered by the whole thing like but they're bothered but unbothered like why can't we just go back to the the it's like the way the why can't we go back to the way things were argument is so lazy sometimes it yeah. seems to me like why do i have to what were what back to when were are you even talking about why do it's to me it's as simple as saying why do i have to acknowledge a new idea right Maybe maybe that's breaking it down too much, right? Like, for some people, that might feel a little insulting, right? But it's just the acknowledgement of a new set of ideals is so... It, you know what's really fun? A change of direction! Boom! Yeah. Who the fuck asked for this? Oh, yo, it's me! It's me, the guy who asked! What is this? But why? Hey, who man is this? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you do any of that? Who man is this? Are you serious? Damn. IHOP is gonna start serving booze. Is that a who the fuck asked for this, or I didn't need I knew, or I didn't know I needed this? Is the grass always greener on the other side, my friend? I'm just saying, what goes better with waffles? Go ahead, continue. Name an alcoholic beverage that goes well with waffles. Hennessy. All right, Harvey J, chill the fuck out. <laughs> Why the fuck? Did you even need an answer to that? Are you serious? Like Hennessy and waffles? God damn it, what kind of, and bacon? What? Hennessy and bacon waffles? What do I need to keep going? Break. It's, it's not a question in anybody's mind. Shohei is the MVP. The dude's pitching at a Cy Young level and he's leading the league in home runs. Like, get the fuck out. I get to go see him on the 25th. You get to go see him on the 25th? You think it's still gonna happen? Yeah, I think so. You know what else is happening? A whole ass Naruto stage play, my nigga. Yeah, that's right. They gonna make a whole ass stage play about Pain's invasion. And what- This is a who the move. fuck asked for. So, as I thought you would say, it turns out that this is not a who the fuck asked for. This is a cultural thing. Because apparently, stage plays of animes are a thing that has been happening in Japan for a long ass time, right? Like they've had stage plays of Naruto, My Hero Academia, B 
Beastars, and Yu Yu Hakusho, as well as Valley of the Wind. That's this wild, is, considering just like the grand scope. Like, Pain at one point is floating like a hundred something feet over the village hidden in the uh, leaves, right? Yeah. And it's just like craters everywhere. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how you can possibly display that on a stage. Well, they're going to do it. I mean, I didn't know how you could display the Lion King on stage, right? And to this day, it is one of the longest running stage productions. It's a great stage. It's a great show. Exactly. Have you seen Lion King? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. I mean, so would you go see Naruto Pain's Invasion on stage? Would you go see that shit? Me personally, no. No. Oh, for real? You wouldn't go see this shit on stage? But I also wouldn't go see, like, the American Idiot Broadway play either. Okay, so what I was going to say, what is a movie that you I would be you tempted would... if Billy Joe was still playing St. Jimmy, but he's not. What so. is a movie that you think would translate to not a play movie? Like, a blockbuster movie you think would translate good to a stage play? Mission Impossible. Ooh, okay. I was thinking Die Hard. We're in the same lane there. <laughs> yeah. We're in the same lane yeah. there. I think Mission Impossible would be able to be translated really I well. I think Die Hard would be better, though, right? Because it's really easy to, like, do John McClane on one side of the stage. Also, him, like, walking through the vents could just be, like, an open vent that he walks through. Exactly. And then gets to, like... And, no, he's crawling on the floor the whole fucking time. What do you well, mean? no, he's also in the vent, right? And you yeah. could have the vent, like, he climbs up to the vent and then the spotlight hits the opening of the vent. Yeah, and then he starts singing and he's just like singing oh yes let's take a trip out to the Hamptons uh, and we'll get together and have a few laughs and no shoes the whole time something else that happened this week is Issa Rae dropped a um, unscripted reality series you know uh, it's part of one of her productions called The Sweet Life Featuring a cast of young black professionals in their 20s, you know, living life in South Los Angeles. Um, I watched the first two episodes of it, and I was I was quite entertained. I mean, I don't have like a whole review for it yet. I do like the approach that the show is taking. Like, it seems to be more so folk. Well, of course, you know, with any reality show, right? There's always, like, love drama and love triangle. Like, the first episode had a fucking, like, love triangle tryst in it, right? Like, <laughs> but if you really need your fix of that, just go to Too Hot to Handle. I'm still watching that, right? Well, I like this show, right? Because. Is, is my man still in there? Cam? Yeah. Yeah, no, Cam is definitely in still too... It, Cam is still in too hot to handle. Uh, they did just... In the episode that I was just on, they sent two people home. They sent Kayla and Peter home because Peter was being a shysty motherfucker trying to get in the way of people forming, like, actual genuine bonds and Kayla was just being cold. And, you know, in, in her, her defense, she wasn't really into anybody on the show right so they sent her home they were like you're not really digging it so we just gonna you know get you out of the paint but um in this ebony article that i read meet the cast of the sweet life los angeles they said specifically that what they wanted to do with the show was demonstrate what 
being a young black professional looks like in this day and age, right? Because we grew up with, you know, we grew up with shows like The Hills and stuff like that. Yeah. So we got to see what being a socialite in LA was like when you came from money, right? Like this is about people who necessarily, not necessarily don't come from money, but like are living their lives as young professionals in LA. I just want to say, during the time that like a lot of people were watching, you know, The Hills yeah. and OC, yeah. I was watching Dexter and Californication. <laughs> so like, you know how I mean, I'm like, I've too, seen though. all these shows? Yeah. I was watching those when a lot of like our gen was watching like I mean, the hills in Jersey Shore. That's I, like why I haven't seen as much Jersey Shore because I watched I, all of Dexter was, Californication. I watched all of Californication too, but I was also watching Jersey Shore, which may have been why I wasn't watching Dexter. You understand what I'm saying? Um, First couple of seasons of Dexter are fine. I've I've seen episodes of Dexter. I just didn't watch the show like religiously. There is that um, new Dexter like half season special and I think it's it's basically just them trying to save the brand because like Dexter has that like Game of Thrones stain right now where the ending yeah. was so bad it taints the entire series all I'm saying is if you were missing something like the hills but you wanted something with like a little bit of black representation in it this show seems like a good fit and it feels different than like the spoiled rich kid vibe, right? Like it's not giving me spoiled rich kid vibes. It's giving me, you know, young professional vibes. Like yeah. they're doing, you know, they're still living, I wouldn't call it affluent lifestyles, right? Because in the first episode, dude was literally driving a car where the visor wouldn't stay up and he had it like duct taped up there, but not with like good duct tape. So it kept falling down while they were driving and filming. So, there's a bit of keeping it real and, like, you know, maintaining the humility here as well. So, I don't know. I thought the show was pretty good for what it was. Apparently, there's a show that you and I need to watch. Uh, Aquafina is Nora from Queens. So, there's a whole ass controversy with Aquafina right now where she may or may not have allegedly said some disrespectful or tweeted some disrespectful things about, you know, black culture I essentially made some insensitive jokes right is what i've gathered um i cannot necessarily speak to that though because i need i need to dig more did you see any of these tweets i saw some of them but i don't have them like keyed into memory to all right well like... do are the jokes that she made in those tweets beyond what you and i would joke about on here a little bit, right? But I wouldn't necessarily say that given the proper context that they would be as construed... Uh, they wouldn't be construed as malicious as what they are on the internet, right? And I'm not trying to... I am not trying to give her any leeway, right? Like, that's up to her to come out and, you know make justification for herself and what she did right but what i'm saying <laughs> aquafina for she's i mean she's been on i think she's been on Jesus amaro before right like so it's not like she wasn't 
on she, it's not like she wasn't or isn't tapped in right everybody says ignorant shit from time to time right and it's up to you to account for the ignorant shit that you say i think that's the point of it right at the end of the day we're totally gonna get 30 seconds clipped out of some episode and if you you know i think a lot of it too was about like appropriation and how she seems to be like like i said tapped in but then you know will make ignorant comments about that kind of reveal how she may really come at us for our 30 second clip huh you throw out our culture we'll put that shit in context pop perspective out of here all right all right we must protect this house I have something to pick up off of that that is entirely different. Oh, do you know? Mm-hmm. Where are we going? We're gonna go to Washington! Oh, let's go tripping. Oh, wait. Are we talking politics? We're talking football! Oh, we're talking football. <laughs> All right, everybody, grab your D8 and let's roll for the new Washington football team name. Damn, Ready? you did that. The very, Washington Armada. Very sports radio just now. The Washington Brigade. Eh. The Washington Commanders. Yeah. The Washington Defenders. These are all weak as fuck. The Washington Presidents! That's... God, what the fuck? These... The Washington Red Hogs! Red Hogs? Like... Pigskin? Like, yeah. Okay. Ugh. All the right. Washington Football Team! That's the one they've been going with the entire time for like since they dropped Redskins, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's still in their top eight. <laughs> Shout out Jim Class Heroes. Shout out MySpace. Uh <laughs> And the Washington Red Wolves. Oh! Let's just get it out of the way. It's the Red Wolves. It's the Red Wolves. It's gotta be, right? It has to be. Cause all of those other names are fucking awful. Trash, right? Except for maybe, maybe, maybe Washington Armada. I think right? Washington football team is great, though. I think... Like, you and I talked about it. Yeah. Like, if they just did it like soccer, soccer club, right. it would just yeah. be like, Washington, FT. And that I could see, right? Like, just go, like, since there was such a huge controversy, right? Like, really, that's how you really, like, hone in the petty, right? Be like, we don't get a name anymore. Since you motherfuckers did one <laughs> Since Redskins Oh my god, that would be enough. some Dan Snyder shit to be Since... like, here's the clear choice of the name. Since We're Redskins... gonna stay with Washington football team. Since Redskins wasn't good enough for you motherfuckers since that was... Ooh, too politically incorrect. I don't know what I would do. You, you know, know what's a, a great thing? I watched the Washington Redskins episode of South Park recently. Yeah, that whole shit. I liked what you said, though. It's... What did you say? Seven red herrings and then red Seven wolves. red herrings and red wolves. I thought it would have been funny, though, if red herrings... Was one, one of, of the, the names. choices. 
Because that would have been extra like meta. Oh and, yeah. And millennial, but I guess we're not we're not there yet. Nope. Um, I also think the PR department at the Redskins isn't there yet either. At least it wasn't Piggy McPigskin face or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> the Washington Three Little Pigs. All right, let's come up with the. They the, did have. What is? Let's come so, up with the worst. But hold on. Fitting names for the football team in Washington. Hold on. Why red pigs and not war pigs, though? Right? Like, would that be Lawsuit bad? Lawsuit from Black Sabbath. I was going to say, would it be bad optics for Washington? Generals gathered in their masses. I guarantee you that went all the way into the red just now. Just like witches at black masses. And you're right. You're right. It did. It, it did go all the way into the red. You know what else throws up red flies? Oh, red. Damn it. Damn it. Red flags. Soccer referees uh, for the Washington football team. Speaking of sports, Jay-Z just applied for a betting license in New York. Um, uh, Fanatic Sports Online Betting Platform. Jay-Z has got his hands everywhere yeah, right now in the yeah. corporate business world. Um, him and Beyonce actually just made it official that they're like a Official residence is Los Angeles. He is no longer a New York resident. <laughs> the king of New York has left the building and is now living in LA. He is looking to take over the West Coast now. If Jay-Z goes from the king of fucking New York to You know the who's king happiest of... about this? Who? Nas. Wow, that's petty, you really think? I mean, maybe, right? So, I mean... Yeah, according to like Variety and TMZ, it's been reported on several different and ESPN. Fanatic, which was recently valued at 18 billion, Jay Z holds a partnership in that, and they are looking to open up a sports like online sports betting league in New York City. Uh, him and is it Mike Rubin? Yeah, him and Michael Rubin are looking have just applied for a gaming license out there. Hmm, interesting. So there was another interesting that popped up when we're talking in a little bit of the hip hop sphere. I remember I got this notification for a new release for a Big Crit album, and I was like, "Oh my God, this is great!" And I sent it to you. <laughs> And you're like, this has been out for a decade. I'm like, then why did it pop up a for me as a new decade. release? Yeah, yeah. So speaking, so apparently what had happened was Big Crit, I guess, finally decided to release some of those mixtapes on um, streaming Which services. Which also picks up because there was another artist that decided to release all Aaliyah. Yes, um, it's been, what, like 20? No, it's been longer than that. Right? Like, yeah, no, I think it's been 20 For years. all the people who don't know Aaliyah, get hit. Every, who Nobody made know, Tommy Hilfinger look better. Who doesn't know Aaliyah at this point, right? Like, We'll ask Kellen when he comes on here. Yo, I, I bet money right now that Kellen knows Kellen who the fuck Aaliyah probably. is. Are you kidding me? That's because Kellen is like super, like Kellen is just dope. Kellen knows all the dope shit. So One in a Million was released August 27th in 1996, right? So it has been, you know, 
like 25 years then? Um, no, no, 35 years, right? Yeah, since one in a million dropped. 1996 to 2021. 1996 would be 25. Yeah, that's what it is. 25 years? 25. Because I was born in 92, and I'm 29. Oh, okay. I guess my math is a little bit off. We'll blame the heroes. So, it's been 25 years since Aaliyah dropped one in a million. You could have taken a cheap shot and said blame the public school system. Um... And she and her estate, well not she and her estate, her estate has recently decided to release the album on streaming services. First things first, rest in peace Aaliyah. And rest Uncle in peace Phil. Aaliyah and Uncle Phil. Damn. Shout out to J. Cole though. <laughs> Shout Every out Every time to I hear that phrase, first things first, the first thing in my head is, rest in peace Uncle Phil. For real. <laughs> So, with that happening, you know, everybody's kind of, like, in their 90s vibe right now. We've been in a 90s vibe for a while. Lord just came out, right? And dropped We've been in a 90s vibe since, like, 2003. (laughs) That's fair. Um, Since the 90s, right? (laughs) We've been in a 90s vibe. We went into Iraq, and we're just like, can we go back now? (laughs) Lord just dropped a new album called Solar Power, right? And they say it's got, like, 90s indie rock kind of vibes. Like, you know, indie pop kind of vibes to it. Ty Dolla Sign and Division just dropped a joint collab album together that was another I didn't know I needed this, right? Okay, alright, so we have Who the Fuck Asked for This. Doc came up With with another segment. Give it the real introduction. The real... So, it's... It's kind of just like a drop in there segment. You know what it is? So we had who Who the the fuck fuck asked asked for this, this? right? And that was all about things that were wild out there. Like, why why does this exist? Who the fuck asked for this, right? And then there are those things you come across that you instantly fall in love with. I didn't know I needed this. I didn't know I needed this. A boat's a boat. History books could be anything. It could even be a boat. Right, and this Ty Dollar Sign Division album is one of the things I didn't know I needed. Right? Like it's so like the vibe, it's so it's so grown, it's so smooth, it's so like the it's a playlist, right? Like if you looking for that 90s R&B kind of vibe, you already know Division is bringing that. You already know Ty Dolla Sign is good for the hits, right? So it's 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 nothing. It's already a set. It's a done deal. I definitely recommend you check that album out. If we're gonna talk about some uh, crazy collabs, let's go back to this versus thing. Okay. So one of the rumored verses that might actually happen is Three Six Mafia versus. Bone Thugs and Harmony. I heard about this shit, right? Like, if we were Personally, looking... I have Bone Thugs there. Shit. So what I was gonna say is, if we are looking for a good Three follow-up... 3-6 come with Project Pat. If we are looking for a good follow-up to the Dipset and the Locks battle, right, then I definitely feel like 3-6 versus Bone Thugs is that, right? It's a, it's a good one. That, like, I heard that... Yeah. In, I heard about it at first listening to J&J, and Jalen was like... I'm 
good with that. That's a good one. I like that a lot. I'm good with it. Because um, it's not like two OP groups going against each other. Ooh, I came up with one just popped in my head. Oh, I have a versus battle 1v1, and I have a versus battle group v group. Which one do you want first? Group v group. D12 versus Wu-Tang. I was thinking, okay, so wildly enough, I was thinking Outcast versus Wu Tang. Dude, that's like a two on eight, two on seven. Rest yeah, and I after. think, and and as no disrespect to Wu Tang, right? I think Outcast could do that. I think Outcast. Who does could. the carry? Who does the? All right, so who does the heavy lifting? You think Big Boy plays the Jada rule and commands the arena, and then? No, because Andre and Big Boy, right? Like, they are, they're like Voltron, right? <laughs> they are. They're like Voltron. Like, so when that shit, like, when the collective of them thoughts two of get on. Thoughts of peace. Yo, that's what I'm saying. Like, and I think, like, if anybody was going to take on. If, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang. Yeah, if anybody was going to take on like the Shaolin school, <laughs> then it would definitely be the AT aliens, right? Like ninjas versus aliens, come on, what? Yo, all right, all right, this versus battle is, see, that's why I said like, yeah, nah, no, not, no disrespect to D12, but if Wu-Tang was going to verse anybody, I would want it to be outcast. Cause I feel like D12 is definitely a group that could be put out. And the other thing is, is D12 is a big group, just yeah. like, no, Wu-Tang is a big group. I get what you're saying, right. But I would... And Dog, can you imagine how insane like Outkast versus Wu-Tang would be? It would be nuts. <laughs> Wu-Tang would be so much more like aggressive and then Andre would just be like, look, all of the audience Yo, love me. What are you talking about, Joe? Wu-Tang comes with that aggressive shit and then they come with like everything on fucking Stankonia. Like... <laughs> <laughs> and then when shit gets real wild, they're, you know, protect your neck or uh, something like that. And he's just like, one, two, three, my baby down They don't even have to get into speaker box and love below in order for, for this battle. To, in the boat. We yeah. never relax in an outcast. I'm trying to tell you, yo, you got to dig into your outcast discography. Now, D12 versus oh, like... Everybody move to the back of the bus. D12 versus like De La Soul. We the type of people who make a club get crumb. D12 versus De La Soul. Tribe versus De La. Now, of, of course, that's the battle everybody wants, right? Tribe versus De La. But no, fuck that. Let's make things interesting. Give me D12 versus De La Soul, right? Like, do we think D12... Now, do you really think D12 has the collective catalog to really face off against anybody like that if you let the if you let the rappers take in some solo tracks that blend into other artists solo tracks with d12 yeah but all right so the 1v1 that i want to see and it's because they have a podcast together i want to see lupe versus royce damn damn that's just if we're going it would just be them trolling each other if we're going like they would be doing each other's songs like (laughs) if we're going that direction i just want to watch them niggas battle right like i just i want to watch royce and lupe battle at that point like fuck all the bullshit by the way shout out like check out the lupe and royce show that is that thing is actually hilarious you know what else is extremely hilarious apparently Soldier Boy 
can sign Chet Hanks to stacks on deck money gang right time out rewind no staying on versus Hold how back. can you hold on how can you so on the versus like thing that? on the versus thing i really i need to see locks defend the crown that transition was so clean okay so if you want the locks to defend the crown though who would you have them defend the crown against all right so i guess right now it would be the winner of bone thugs and three six right oh so you want this to be like a bracket thing so it's like the locks king of the court more so top tier right now right so it's like everybody has now got to fight their way to them to defend hmm. i mean did you did you see the streaming numbers boom on all of the lock shit after the versus battle well i mean that was evident right like that was going to happen with both of them right i guarantee this you, was the most entertaining versus battle by far if you look at the dipset numbers i guarantee you their streams went up too after the versus battle right like um that's kind of like the point of these shits right like in in the grand scheme of it it really is hey just remember these shits remember how we made you you remember how we had you yeah, out the there like dipset now for the rest of time is gonna be like yeah but that versus battle so it's like it's like an athlete like lebron his whole career and then people go yeah but that 2011 finals so if we're thinking other like rap group collectives, right? Like we already did Outkast, Wu-Tang. We're putting three six up against Bone Thugs. I'm looking to see who G-Unit is going up against, right? Like a clash of generations. Ready? Oh Lord. G-Unit versus Odd Future Wolfgang Kill em All. Wow. I'm not opposed to that, right? And you know what's crazy is I don't think 50 would be opposed to that either. But I also feel like 50 would troll and say that they have to lean on Tyler, the creator. Earl Sweatshirt be like, sure. Earl got bars, right? But... A versus battle is like more of a traditional MC battle. The other right? thing is, is when you're doing a group, the group has to play. All right, so like here's another group that I would want to see in a versus battle. I just don't know who I would want to pair them up against. I would want to see Public Enemy. Mm. Public Enemy versus. Ooh. Public Enemy versus the Beastie. That's a wild one. <laughs> and now that you mention it, I really do want to see the Beastie Boys in one of these versus battles now. Mm. And it sucks. All right, so like, here's a, there's this is one reason why I say the Beastie Boys can't do it, and the group dynamic is so huge. Mike D is dead. Yeah. It's like, there's only two Beastie Boys left. Right, and one of them is the DJ. Right. Mike D was the DJ. Yeah. Wait, who? Oh, we could take two bands with dead people in them and have them versus. Uh, so we could have the Beastie Boys versus Linkin Park. Wow, all right.
one to get ready, two for the go, three get steady, four let's go. So we back at it. Title shift. title shifts for you this week so i called dibs on the last title shift because i only have one right as i was reading that destiny's child i stumbled upon this barbara streisand interview where she was speaking with an australian tv show the sunday project and she was talking about the a star is born remake and how she enjoyed it and she can't argue with the numbers, but she dropped a little tidbit that I found interesting and I would like to drop here in a title shift. Okay. So, A Star Is Born. With Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. But instead with Will Smith and Beyonce. According to Lady Gaga, no, excuse me, not according to Lady Gaga, According to Barbara Streisand, when she heard they were doing a Star is Born, a Star is Born remake, <laughs> it was originally supposed to be with Beyonce and Will Smith. And she said she would have preferred that to the new one, which she agrees is good, but she said it didn't do anything original, and she thought Beyonce and Will, you know, would have brought some new original music to the whole movie, and I would have watched that, because I still haven't seen A Star Is Born. But if I, it was Beyonce and Will Smith, you goddamn right I would have watched here, here, it. What about this? What if it was Beyonce and Eddie Murphy? Nope. Nope. I am totally here for Beyonce and Will Smith in the movie, and I'm actually mad that it hasn't fucking happened yet. We've had- I'm surprised Beyonce hasn't been in more movies. We've had Beyonce and Mike Myers in a movie together, but we haven't had Beyonce and Will Smith in a movie together. It's a fucking crime. Austin Powers 3, everybody. It exists. So- Gold member. Yes. Beyonce and Will Smith in a star is well. I can see it. I can see it. I feel like I want somebody slightly older than Will Smith, but... Really? I mean, slightly like, older than Keith Beyonce? David was younger. Do you know how much older than... Okay. I bet you they're actually not that big of an age difference between Will and Beyonce. Okay, Will Smith is 52. Beyonce has to be in her 40s. Damn it! She's 39! 39. <laughs> now, if you're really keyed into the internet, there are some people who actually think that Beyonce is probably actually 44, but that's still a big enough difference. Fuck you. <laughs> next! So my next title shift. I think you will find interesting if you remember who Morris Chestnut is. I would like to see Morris Chestnut as James Bond. Under Siege 2, Boys in the Hood, some people might remember him from Kick-Ass. Oh. 
ER. So, last Boy Scout. I mean, I'm naming. Okay, so I'm really naming movies that you would remember. Handsome Black Trust. Guy. I just think that maybe not now. But Morris Chestnut could have made a, a good ass James Bond. You know who else could make a good ass James and Bond? Who? If you say Brad Pitt, I swear <laughs> to fucking God. <laughs> swear to fucking God. Alright. Also, okay, so my last title shift though was so if you can't see Morris Chestnut as James Bond, then something's wrong with your vision, first and foremost. Second of all... I'd rather have Idris Elba as James Bond. Nah, fuck that. Morris Chestnut deserves way more credit than what people give him and what he has been given, and it's not Why fair. not Jonathan Majors? So, my last title shift is Blade Runner 2049 with Denzel Washington and Michael B. Jordan instead of... Ryan Gosling <laughs> and Harrison Ford? Yeah. I mean, I, you have to change the original Blade Runner, then. What the fuck? You can't see Denzel Washington instead of Harrison Ford no, in Blade I, like, Runner? No, I totally can, but you would you would have to change the original Blade Runner. Because, like... Why would you? You would just have to put Harrison Ford, or you would just have to put Denzel Washington instead of Harrison Ford, right? So if you can't see Denzel Washington in Blade Runner, then I think something is wrong with your vision. And I think that Blade Runner 2049 with Michael B. Jordan instead of Ryan Gosling and, you know, Denzel Washington instead of Harrison Ford would have been dope, is all I'm saying. Two things. One, is it like every older male actor, the role that we can just drop Denzel in? No, I'm just saying I feel like Denzel Washington and Harrison Ford may be similar or in the same How lane. would you... What would Indiana Jones be like if you make Denzel Dude. Washington oh Indiana Oh my god, Jones? don't! Don't! What? Do you know how much tighter Indiana Jones would have been if it was fucking Denzel Washington? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? And I know lots of people are going to be like, He's just saying that because Denzel Washington Denzel is Solo. black. Yo. Denzel Solo. Can you imagine him like meeting Landau Calrissian in like Cloud City? They'd be like, oh, nice to see you, Darth Vader. Oh, how you doing, boy? What's going on, man? Exactly. (laughs) That's what the fuck I'm talking about. Do you know how much tighter that would have (laughs) been? George Lucas would have had no way, no idea how to write that. It would have been iconic. For representation, <laughs> it'd be like the uh, the no, it'd be like the fucking scene where uh, Bernie is going down the line shaking everybody's head, and he gets to the black guy, and then he shakes his head and does the dap. Wow, yeah, no. All I'm saying is, I could see it. The thing is, with the Bernie I, moment, with the Bernie moment, it was totally natural, super fluid. I've already, I've already spoken it into the zeitgeist. So, shout out to Jack and Miles. Fuck TDZ! It's going to happen at this point. We will get a Michael B. Jordan, Denzel Washington movie, and it may even feature Denzel Washington's son. John David Washington? Yes, that's right. The very fucking same. 
John David Washington. Well, I have one title shift that will certainly serve as a transition. Mm. Are you ready? I'm never ready for your title shifts. Joe Biden. Oh, God. And the one who remains. So you want Jonathan Majors as president? I you want... want Kang the Conqueror as president? Let's go with Kang. Or do we want Atticus as president so he can cry every time something <laughs> <laughs> tough happens? Cry and then punch a hole in the wall. <laughs> God damn it, Dad! Myself from making a I may be projecting. <laughs> kind of like Montrose. Anyway, so my point is how would Kang the Conqueror handle this fucked up situation in Afghanistan? We had to get to it eventually, everybody. First of all, what kind of predicament are you putting me in where I have to imagine how Kang the fucking Conqueror would handle Afghanistan? Are you serious? Are you... So, are you... It's really not that hard. You would just say correctly. What kind of shit show are you... So, the Taliban is already a shit show, and then you want to introduce Kang the Conqueror into the situation. Yeah. Why not... Can yes! you yes! imagine? What's the worst that can happen? Yes! Can you imagine what the Taliban would be like if Kang the Conqueror was the head of the Taliban? He's not the head of the Taliban. No. He's the president so of the United States. States. Right now. Right now, right? But in this situation, are you suggesting that there is any other outcome other than Kang the Conqueror becomes the fucking leader of the Taliban. I don't know, ask Kang the Conqueror. So, as far as the whole Taliban thing goes, surprise, surprise. To date, as of August 22nd, what the fuck did y'all think was really going to happen? I, for me, it was like the same thing. I woke up and it was like, oh, we lost the fucking war. Just like the day on January 6th, I woke up to you calling me on FaceTime and you're like, yo, they stormed the Capitol. And I'm like, wait, wait, <laughs> hold on, I wait, 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 what? Because <laughs> I was totally geeked out about that shit, right? Because I couldn't believe they did it. Which brings me to a whole separate topic I think anybody who is objectively viewing this as a Biden failure is ultimately playing themselves as the fool, right? Like, now, where a lot of people are hung up on is the fact that Biden said months ago that Afghan it would it it was virtually unlikely that the Taliban would take over Afghanistan, right? And I think to anybody who had actually been following what was going on with Afghanistan, they would have known that that was some bullshit from the get-go, right? Because from the get-go, the U.S. has been fighting to maintain an Afghanistan that the people of Afghanistan don't want, right? Like, it was a U.S.-conquered 
like government to begin with that broke down into the tribal and ethnic divide that it sure was going something to break that they down didn't necessarily into. didn't want it's something that they didn't know what to do with i don't think they wanted it I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but like, if you really like look at the way things- I, I think they didn't- Foreign intervention has not proven beneficial for the Middle East without, with exception to your like specific like references. Israel. Right? Because Israel is protected by the entirety of the West. But foreign intervention, just like in South America, has, and in Africa, has proven largely beneficial to the countries who are intervening, right? So the entire time that Afghanistan has been the quagmire that it has been, the Afghan people have been made to suffer. As you will find is the pattern with a lot of imperialism and a lot of foreign intervention, natural like cultural divides are ignored. So when a lot of when when people hear Afghanistan has fallen, like and of course the refugees, you know, and you do your research, follow I oh god, the phrase do your research. Let's not even get into that right now. But do your research. You know, if you really want to donate, it, there's places out there you can donate help to because the people, the people need your help. So these right? are a couple of things that I took from it that you haven't mentioned. And over 65% of Afghanistan's population is under the age of 25 when U.S. has occupied the country for 20 years. I mean, if you want to talk about, like, a cleansing, like, let, let's talk about it. It really has been, like, a systematic cleansing over time of the Afghan people, yo. And this is actually a good thing for me to follow up with. While it's not a cleansing, Some I will people, say yes. Biden's, Biden's speech, it felt so... The first thing that popped into my mind when I was watching it is he was giving this speech from a level of heartbreak that wouldn't be understood by your typical American because his son died in the war. Right. right. So you can tell that his decision was heavily influenced by him as a father first. Yeah. No, and it's... As somebody who has, you know, friends and family members who have fought in the war in Afghanistan, and you know, I will always respect our troops. Oh, yeah. But I do feel like this war for 20 years is fucking pointless, right? And it's, nothing has made that more evident than how quickly Afghanistan fell to the Taliban after the U.S. withdrew. Okay, so this is where this is where I want to pick up. Repeatedly in Biden's speech, he put blame on Afghanistan political leadership, as in the president leaving several days before, and the armed Afghan uh, military of three hundred thousand troops right. supplied with uh, American weapons and training. training. And even some soldiers. Which, if you know your history, 
is how the Taliban started in the first place. Everybody, watch Charlie Wilson's war. Biden's speech also gave me the sense of, to draw on a biblical illusion, he was like, we gave them all of the opportunities available. And he says, if they're not going to fight, then we, what can we do? Essentially saying, I wash my hands of this. I mean, and it came across to me very similar to how Pontius Pilate came across at the trial of Jesus Christ. So I only have issue with you saying that because... Who you are really calling Pontius Pilate is Donald Trump. Because let's not forget that Donald Trump initiated the withdrawal of the troops from Afghanistan in the first place. And the reason why Biden is continuing with it is because he's tied up in bureaucratic, like... Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Biden is handling it as he was given. Donald Trump is an asshole. Fair enough, but it was that asshole who initiated the withdrawal of troops from it. And as Biden said in his speech, he was in a rock and a hard place. And I think when it right. really came down to that decision of being in a rock and a hard place, his emotional reaction as a father might have taken over and just be like, I cannot do this to any other parents. Look, it is a war that needed to come to a close, right? Like, the continuous vacuum of resources that is the war in the Middle East and the war on terror. And the thing is, the Middle East has been a power vacuum for thousands of years. It's been an economic vacuum for the U.S. for the last 20-some years. But if you want to talk about instability in the Middle East, it stems from the fall of... Alexander the Great. It stems from the fall of Alexander the Great's empire. I would venture to say that it stems from the fall of the Ottoman Empire. But that was all a result of the fall of Alexander's empire. I mean... History is a ripple effect, everybody. It is. But keeping things in the perspective of today, I feel like the attack on Biden for the failure of Afghanistan really is a small-minded way of looking at the problem and, once again, the quagmire that is the war in the Middle East. We have to remember, everybody, this is really fucking, like, this is sloppy and everything, and it's awful. And We're I not mean, even attacking we don't, we the don't, country. We can't that, even imagine what Afghanistan is going to actually look like under the Taliban rule and regime now, but let's not forget. No, I don't. I, I don't want to. Re- I don't want to resort to let's not forget logic. I, I, I don't say- because we've been doing because people have been doing that to support Trump for four plus years now, and I I'm not gonna to play that same hand of look at this X person. But what about it? No, let's not get into but but what about it? But what I was going to say is let's not forget where this all actually started. Right? Like this was pre-Trump, this was pre-Biden. This was all, you know, Bush era 
even like Reagan era kind of shit, right? Like this all started way before the last two assholes to run this fucking country. It has wait, like like Biden and Trump? Yeah. Okay. I was about to say Obama's kind of cool. Biden and Trump. I mean, Obama is the one who normalized drone strikes. So if we really want to get into like assholeism. We can get into assholes, but imperialism. But that's what he knew. Foreign intervention is what led to the situation that we're in now, right? And it is it is what led to the Taliban becoming the force that it is. Because, like I said, you know, it's fairly common knowledge that a lot of the originating Taliban forces were trained by foreign military. Well, let's, you have, we all have to remember that the reason that the United States started to get themselves involved in foreign affairs is because there was a certain point where, yes, the U.S. is founded on isolationist policies, as George Washington said in his second, or in his farewell address to avoid political parties. Oh, look how well that went! And avoid foreign entanglements. Whoa, two for two! But when you reach to a point where your military is beyond the limits needed to protect and sustain your own country, it's I can understand them taking the Doug. position of Doug, come on, moral don't, responsibility. Don't even play. You know the U.S. the U.S. military has been mainly imperialistic since like FDR, right? Like, let's not even pretend. A lot of it comes in the disguise of foreign intervention and like foreign aid and stuff like that. But a lot of the purpose of us staying in those countries is resource driven. The CNN business article that I showed you earlier this week about how the Taliban are sitting on one trillion dollars worth of like mineral deposits. I believe I told you earlier this week that they have supplied like access to, I can't remember if it's 70 or 90% of the world's opium now. Lithium, copper, cobalt, iron, like all of that shit. Right? Afghanistan is, is almost strictly mountains. Look, so, okay, there was a conspiracy theory a while ago, right, that the whole Middle East thing was a proxy war in the battle against China for, like, economic supremacy, right? Like, now I'm putting, like, okay, tinfoil hat time, right? Like, because now we're really about to get into some, like, high-level... I I don't know. I don't know if I would call it high-level conspiracy shit, but proxy war against China because, yes... There are a lot of fucking poppy fields in the Middle East. What's super fucking popular in China? Opium. What rules the world? All right, let, let's... The black market. How do you actually influence the economy? Bitcoin! <laughs> no. No, not Bitcoin. Well, yes, because guess what drugs are traded in? In large, large, large numbers. Bitcoin! <laughs> so, as I was saying, the Taliban has the potential to control a lot of resources. However, you know what the nice thing is about the Taliban would be? They could potentially solve the opiate epidemic in America. 
by having people struggle through withdrawal. Because for people who do not know, opium is used to make not only heroin, but all of oxycodone, oxycodone, hydrocodone. I don't know how you don't know that at this point, right? That is if you can stop North Korea from manufacturing hey, fentanyl. fun fact, Sherlock Holmes, loaded with opium. They found traces of opium in uh, Shakespeare's uh, notebooks, as well as marijuana. Does not surprise me. Fun fact. Shakespeare rolling up J's out of Bible paper on his fucking sonnets. You know what's not fun? Delta variant. As we are talking about, you know, corporate madness and resource scarcity, CNN businesses reported that corporations across the S&P seem to be hoarding some of their wealth in fears that the Delta variant could cause another economic shutdown. I mean, do you think it will? Do I think that the Delta variant could cause another shutdown? At this point, I think it would be extremely bad optics as much as it would probably be smart, right? Like, I think another shutdown in the case of an increase in the Delta variant would be a smart idea. Our economy, our global economy, is not run by smart people. It's run by selfish people. Yep. Right, so we will not see our millionaires and billionaires sacrifice their potential earnings for another economic shutdown. Which is why CNN is reporting that they are hoarding their fucking money. Media bias! The world's largest non-financial companies had a record $6.85 trillion in cash on their balance sheets at the end of the second quarter this year, according to the S&P Global Financial Ratings, right? And if I remember correctly, that is just slightly underneath the amount that went into the first stimulus payment. Bill. <laughs> Uh, and banks are not included in that because they are financial institutions and financial firms are usually excluded from corporate cash list because they are required to hold a lot of money in cash due to the nature of their daily operations. The second quarter totals are slightly ahead of the 2020 totals, according to Gareth Williams. Global research for the S&P Global Ratings estimate that the cash level could hit $7.1 trillion by the end of the year. Right, and that's cash left on these corporations' balance sheets, like Apple, Microsoft, and Google, who have a combined $46 billion in cash on their balance sheets. Right? Amazon has nearly $90 billion. Facebook sits with $64 billion. Just it. like liquid cash. Uh, not liquid cash, but in like assets and investments and stuff like that, right? So we're talking like, you know, stock values and potential like profit market, like shares. They're not spending. They're not investing their money because they are afraid that another shutdown. Some economic invest or some economic experts are calling for a spending renaissance, right? Like, you know, some banks like Wells Fargo have 
equity strategists who think that it's time for companies to start drawing down their cash. But companies are out here spending on buybacks and mergers and stuff like that. So they're really just kind of, you know, filling their coffers and, you know, lining their pockets just in case, you know, setting up foundations just in case a depression is going to happen because we are seeing inflation and stuff like that at the moment. So it is, it, and with a lack of cooperation as far as like, you know, vaccine rollout and stuff like that is concerned, I guess everybody is trying to play it safe as far as protecting, you know, theirs. Yeah. And I've heard, like, even Purse told us that, you know, like, a bunch of tours are taking a break! Dude, fuck Mark. He tried to run me over with his bike. Damn. Damn, camera rolling and everything. I will kick him off that bike! Anybody ask Mark is 18. I don't know. What do you think about this whole Middle East Taliban thing? I get where Joe's coming from. I mean, it's, it's clear that you get where Joe is coming from. But, like, would it have been better in any other way to do it? Like... Like, it really is bad. Like, 300,000 troops just losing to, like, 75,000 desert rats. Wow. Desert rats, though. Bro, come on, son. Don't do that. So, I know that, like, we're not supposed to be in favor of the Taliban, right? But, like, let's not forget that a lot of the people in the Middle East who joined the Taliban didn't just join that shit for no reason. Right, like, but think about the resources compared to what we gave the Afghan army, and so that's where I get into like a lot of the cultural differences, right? Because when you look into why the Afghan army just crumbled the way it did, it's literally because there was no national identity. Right, like the national identity for Afghanistan was already lacking to begin with. It, however, if you've seen the protests, are not it, it is not non-existent. No, it's not. Well, because what Afghanistan was becoming is now a fleeting image, right? Like the freedoms that women were being given, you know, that kind of thing, the return to any, a level of equality, right, that they were seeing is now a thing of the past. And I think that that is what we should be mourning here. We should not be looking at this as a failure of American international diplomacy. The noble experiment 2.0? I don't even... I don't think it was a normal... A, a noble experiment. It was sticking our nose in a place where it didn't necessarily belong because it benefited us for a long time. 
it's it's benefited Raytheon. It's benefited Northrop and Grumman. It's benefited, you know, the U.S. military, right? Like, as an industrial complex, not our soldiers, right? And I would like to formally make the distinction between how I refer to the military, right? Because there is the military-industrial complex, and then there are our soldiers. And I think that there should... From now on, it would do a great benefit to society, especially American society, to make that distinction, right? Because I think that's where a lot of like the, the, the problem comes in line, right? That's why Colin Kaepernick is such a huge controversy, right? Because we cannot make the distinction between the military-industrial complex and our soldiers. The people who fight for this country deserve respect. What our country does with the people who will fight for it is disrespectful. And I stand on that. And that is a fucking hill I am willing to die. That shit floats. Like, it's insane. And anybody who doesn't think or agree what I am saying, just look up, you know, Smedley Butler and like the business plot and you will then understand where i am coming from right like south america is what we did in south america is a fucking joke well hold on what's what, the, what was the name of that uh that conquer the uh the political commentator that got shot himself in the face with his own shotgun oh god that's <laughs> so I know Smedley Butler sounds like a fake name, but this is really this is really, it, it was it was. <laughs> please shout out to the Twitter handle that you followed then. Scrub Grutley. Scrub Grutley. Conservative radio host Scrub Grutley, who recently tweeted, "A rabbit would never bend my shotgun, so it was pointed at my face as died after being shot in the face." With his own shotgun. That has to be a fake tweet, yo. Like, the when you read it again, it sounds like a fucking Looney Tunes, like, sketch. Right? Yep. And here's, the, here's one of the responses. I can't even tell anymore, but I refuse to Google Scrub Crutley on the chance this post turns out to be satire. It has to be satire. What is not satire is blaming Joe Biden for... 20 years worth of what the fuck, right? <laughs> we invaded the country that didn't even actually attack our soil, is what I was going to say a while ago for people who actually pay attention to the shit that I be saying. <laughs> I'm going to turn in another direction, but not by that much. Anthony Mackie is going to return as Captain Falcon America Winter Soldier Desu Chan in Captain America, Captain America 4. I saw that. I saw that. So this is the first confirmed movie yes. that has effects from the Disney Plus shows. I mean, I think all the face... So... But this it's, is the first confirmed movie. Right, okay, yes. But it's clear and evident that what the Disney Plus shows are doing are setting up a pretext to the phase four of the Marvel Cinematic This universe, is the first right? legitimate proof of that happening. Right, because I saw today, 
Dominic Thorne will be debuting as Riri Williams in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Wait, as um, in, like, Riri Williams as in Black Girl Iron Man? Ironheart, yes. Ironheart. As Ironheart, um, I'm, but Black Girl Iron Man, essentially, right? Um, so they will be introducing the character of Riri Williams in uh, Wakanda Forever. So, Phase 4 you know, and they just dropped the uh, trailer for The Eternals, which I haven't seen, but I've seen lots of stills. And I was surprised from. to see Angelina Jolie in it. So the actor Brian uh, Tyree Henry, who is also in Eternals, as well as Kamal Najiani. Bam. All right, so we are looking at a fucking cast so far of Selma Hayek. Angelina Jolie, Kit Harrington, Gemma Chan, Brian Tyree Hendry, Camille Nagiani, like I said, Richard Madden, uh, Barry. So they have Salma Hayek, Angelina Jolie, and Jon Snow. <laughs> and and Paperboy. <laughs> Paperboy, Paperboy, gotta get that Paperboy. And they also have Camille Nagiani. <laughs> Couple other quick hits. Texas Governor Greg Abbott contracts COVID despite him being vaccinated. However, some other news, uh, schools in Texas find a loophole by declaring masks are a part of their dress code and Governor Abbott has no course of reaction to curb that. Of course not, cause he just fucking caught COVID. Are you fucking kidding me? Like what else is he gonna say? Like this nigga has literally been standing up on stage acting an asshole, right? Talking about how we're not gonna do that cause we're not some kind of authoritarian state. And then he catches the fucking disease he's telling everybody not to be fucking worried about. Ooh, surprise. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Like, are you kidding me? What the fuck? Like, this is so... The world is literally turning into a Larry David production. We'll get to there. We'll, we'll get there. All right, next. Max Kellerman to be replaced on first take and put in other roles at ESPN. So he's actually not being replaced. He is, however, leaving first take. But... He's not leaving ESPN. He still has the radio show and he's still hosting all of the boxing shows. And from what I've seen, uh, Stephen By the way, a everybody check out Max Kellerman's music video. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> from what I've seen, as you said, they are making Stephen A. Smith the face of ESPN. Yeah. And now he will be the face of First Take, kind of taking their first steps into making him the literal face of ESPN. Which means that Stephen A. Smith burner account needs a goddamn verification check mark. I have one. Amazon is looking into opening up department stores. Why? After they literally crushed the mall, right? They literally killed the idea of the mall. Amazon single-handedly <laughs> Some people will say internet shopping. I'm gonna say really? Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. Killed the idea of the mall, and now they are looking to open up department stores. Did you know that Amazon is single-handedly the largest retail seller of clothes and clothing in the United States? 
I did not. Yes, they are. And that is what they are looking to sell, as well as like home goods. I thought it was like Old Navy or And things of that nature. So, be on the lookout, because an Amazon department store may be opening up in a town near you. Kirkland, maybe. How ironic. The fuck? That's so fucking wild to me, son. Alright, I got one more. Larry David versus Alan Dershowitz. God damn. Larry David and Alan Dershowitz had a screaming match at each other in the middle of a grocery store over Donald Trump. Do you think the niggas was actually screaming at each other like old white guys? Like Larry David screaming? was certainly screaming. Damn. Let me. There is no video. I've I've looked. It unfortunately. Oh, come on. However, we have a transcript. We have a transcript. Dershowitz. We can still talk, Larry. No, no, we really can't. I can't sew you. I saw you with your arm around Pompeo. It's disgusting. He's my former student. I greet all my former students that way. I can't greet my former students. It's disgusting. Your whole enclave, it's disgusting. You're disgusting. Larry walks away. Alan takes off his t-shirt to reveal another t-shirt underneath that says, it's the constitution, stupid. We are then told that wait, that wait, Alan Dershowitz wait. drove off in an old, dirty Volvo. Wait. Alan Dershowitz was wearing two sheets, like... Two t-shirts. Alan Dershowitz was wearing two t-shirts at one time? Yeah. With the one underneath. Says, it's the Constitution, stupid. This man was prepared to dramatically expose himself to be wearing another... I guess that's what working in the Trump administration does to you. Does Larry David understand what he has done to the world? <laughs> because life is one giant Curb Your Enthusiasm sketch, and I don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate any of it, guys. It's fucking ridiculous. The shit is ridiculous. And none of it's fucking normal. None of it is normal. Y'all be safe. Have a good night. Deuces! Look, it's a flood! It's a flood! It's flooding! Get away! Quick, we need to get to higher ground! Open the floodgates!